let's give God a hand clap of praise off of that. How many of you all know God's been good? Come on, where are my people? You know that God has been good. Come on, where are my people? Know that you know that God has been good. Where are my people? You know for a fact God has been good. You might look good today, but they don't know the hell you went through last week. You may look good today, but they don't know what you went through two weeks ago. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God's been good to me. You can't base it off my car. You can't base it off my house. You can't even base it off my smile right now. But I want to testify. Somebody scream, God's been good to me. I don't know about anybody else, but that's my testimony. God's been good to me your car may smoke but somebody scream but God's been good to me come on here you might be sleeping on mama's sofa but somebody scream but God's been good to me your pantry may be half empty but somebody scream but God has been good to me give God a hand clap of praise come on praise team Jesus the praise team understood the assignment my God, my God. Can you stand in the presence of God and grab your word in your hand? If you don't have your word, um, those that are in the building, you can tune in. You can view the screens on the inside for those that are tuning in via YouTube or Facebook Live. The production team will have the scriptures on the screen that you can view at the same time. Welcome to Resurrection Sunday 2022. And what an awesome opportunity after going through COVID to still be here. You guys do know COVID is still going on. And look at your neighbor and saying, yet I'm still here. I just want you to put that in the atmosphere. Yet I am still here. Meet me at Mark 9 and 31. Mark 9 and 31. Mark 9 and 31. There you'll find these words. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. Jesus, Jesus understood, understood the assignment. Look what the Bible says in Mark 9 and 31. Because he was teaching his disciples, he said to them, the son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of the men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. Can I say that again? The son of man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. One, they will kill him. Two, and after three days, he will rise. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, Jesus understood the assignment. And you could be seated in the presence of God. I just want somebody to understand that this was not foreign to Jesus. And even though Jesus hung on the cross um, on Friday, Good Friday, even, even though Jesus sat in, in hell on Friday night and on Saturday night, Jesus understood the assignment. He knew what needed to be happened. Because how do I know that? Because Mark 9 tells me that Jesus was already aware of what was going to happen. What you've got to understand is that just like with most of us, Jesus was given an assignment. 
I remember in college, and the one thing about college is that they love giving you assignments. And if you did not get a good understanding of the assignment, it was easy for you to fail that class or fail that test. So it was very pertinent that you understand what the assignment meant and what you needed to do. See, you couldn't go back and say, I don't understand why I got an F when you didn't do the assignment. Some of you right now, you're looking at Jesus, and Jesus is saying, I've given you an assignment, and if you do not complete it, you cannot expect me to give you all the blessings that you've asked for. Well, I don't understand. What is an assignment? Well, an assignment is a task or piece of work assigned to someone. Somebody say to someone. Somebody say to someone. Now look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, everyone is not your assignment. Now, I can scream on that by myself. Some of you guys have weighed yourself down because you have made people your assignment. They tell you they need help, and here you go trying to empty your bank account. They tell you they need a ride, and here you go trying to give them a ride. Everybody is not your assignment. The, Bible, the, the, the definition says it's assigned to someone. There is someone assigned to you, but it's not everybody. And you will know when it's not everybody because when you keep helping them, you will end up having a hardship and getting mad about helping them. You will never get mad about helping who God has assigned you to help. When God has assigned you to help them, there's peace in your spirit. There's peace in your soul. But when you keep picking up an assignment, why would you pick up a trig assignment when all you got to do is an algebra assignment? You're picking up too much. How? Because you're burning down. The Bible says, I will never put more on you than you are ever able to bear. So if you are bearing a lot, guess what? You done picked up somebody else's assignment. And I will suggest you put it down. Because God does not want you to be heavy laden. So he's only going to give you just enough that will almost break you but won't break you. He says, I will make a way of escape. That means if you ain't got a way out, that means you ain't supposed to be in. A task or a piece of work assigned to someone as a part of a job, a course, or a duty. Somebody look at me real quick. Look at John 7 and 28. Listen, look at what John 7 and 28 says. Jesus said, still teaching in the temple of the courts, he says, yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. Look at what Jesus says. I am not here on my own authority. What does that mean? He was given an assignment. Some of you are where you are right now because Jesus assigned you to be there. Some of y'all wouldn't still be married right now, but you are there because God assigned you to stay there. Some of you are on jobs right now that you absolutely hate. But every time you get ready to quit, God says, nope, this is your assignment. There is somebody here I need you to save. There's somebody here I need you to pour into. Did you ever think about the fact God won't let you go is because you got an assignment where you are? God is not in the business of breaking you. He's in the business of making you better so you can make somebody else better. You are there. Somebody scream, I got an assignment. I would have checked out a long time ago. There is an assignment attached to where you are, and so you are not able to leave. Jesus says, I'm not here by myself. I don't want to die. He says, I'm not here on my own authority. Look at what he says. But he who what? He who what? He who what? That means he's telling you up front, I know I have an assignment that I've got to do. And guess what? Nobody assigns up to be crucified. 
only one that's crazy? No, but God knew that you could handle those crazy people. Everybody can't handle crazy family members, but God knew you would be able to handle them. Why is Uncle Ned in my family? Because you sober and God wanted you to get Uncle Ned to be sober. You have an assignment. You are never where you are for no reason. Oh, my God. Where you are is there a reason attached to it. You didn't just slip up there. God slipped you in there. I could have took that other job. No, you couldn't have. God needed you at this job. He says, you know who I am. I'm not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. He says, you don't know him, 7 and 29, but I know him because I am from him. And look what Jesus says at the end. And he sent me. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, Jesus sent me here. So let me ask you a question. You mean Jesus allowed cancer to combat your body? Somebody say, yeah, he did. But he knew I could handle the assignment. You mean Jesus allowed this situation to happen for you to be abused? Yeah. Don't mean he caused it, but he allowed it. You know why? Because he knew you could handle the assignment. Do you think that Job ever thought he'd end up the way he ended up? But guess what? Job was happy one day, and the next day, Job had boils all over his body. But one thing that Job realized, this was my assignment. I don't know why God assigned me to be sick, but guess what Job said? Yea, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Where am I trusting people at right now? You don't like where you are, but you trust God. You don't like what's happening around you, but you trust God. I can't trace them, but I trust them. I'm not here because I want to be. I'm here because I trust that my next level is going to elevate me and not break me. Oh, my God. My next level is going to elevate me, but it's not going to break me. Jesus understood the assignment. What was the assignment? Well, let's look at what the Bible says in Mark 9 and 13. The assignment was I was going to be betrayed. How do I know that? Because in Mark 9 and 31, the opening scripture, it tells us that I am going to be given into the hands of men. He says, I'm going to be betrayed. Then what's going to happen? I'm going to be killed. He says, then what's going to happen? He said, but then I'm going to rise again. I don't know about you all, but you got to get through the first two before you can get to the third one. Some of y'all trying to rise above, but baby, first you got to be betrayed, and God's got to allow some things to die before you can rise again. You can't rise without going down first. You can't rise without going through hell first. You can't get elevation just on the GED. Your elevation is going to come with your GED and your natural um, life experiences, but God's got to allow you to be betrayed, kill, and then rise. What do you mean? You're you going to betray me? Look, what does betrayal mean? It means to be delivered to an enemy. Look at what Jesus says in John 13 and 27. He says, as soon as Jesus, Judas took the bread at the table, he says, uh, go on and do whatever you need to do. Just do it quickly. Some of y'all need to just go on and tell your enemies, I already, whatever you're going to do, just go on and get out of the way and do it quickly. Can I tell you that on your assignment journey, you are always going to go through a season of betrayal. You're always going to have to deal with somebody. And you got to understand, look at what he says. He says only an enemy can betray you. But in order for the enemy to betray you, they at least got to first be your friend. 
don't betray you because you expect outside people to do dirty stuff. Betrayal starts on the inside. Some of y'all trying to figure out how my friends end up being my enemies because God said Judas was always in your midst, but you didn't realize they were there, so I had to let them betray you. But guess what? Eventually, I'm going to resurrect you, but first you got to deal with betrayal. Some of y'all are mad at Jesus because Jesus has revealed to you, yo, Judas, you shouldn't be mad at Jesus. You should be shouting. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, I tell God, thank you. Thank you for showing me who my Judas is. Thank you for showing me who I thought was my friend, but really they was my enemy all the time. You done gave them gas money. You done gave them food money. and You didn't realize they was your Judas. Betrayal is being delivered to the enemy, into the hands of the enemy. That means in order for you to be betrayed, it's got to be somebody inside of your circle that's there to break you and you have no idea what's even happening. I remember that I, when I was in college, we went to a skating ring and there was about eight of us. You know, we didn't have seatbelts. It was about eight or ten of us and we all piled in this car. And I didn't realize that as we were piling in this car, there was two people that just absolutely piled positively did not like the rest of us and we piling in the car and we laughing and we having a good time but then we get to the skating ring and all of a sudden the other two people rise up against us and then we got six girls trying to fight us I ain't a fighter I'm a preacher and I'm a prayer but I ain't a fighter so they were trying to rise up against us and I'm trying to figure out what in the world happened I didn't know the girls didn't know that the two girls in the car was trying to make sure we got to the skating ring because they'd already set something else to go off but God had to reveal to us when the two went and showed up but what they didn't understand is that we had some boyfriends that was also showing up to the skating ring they didn't know because the boyfriends was coming in their own separate cars I want to tell you sometimes God got a backup plan for your enemy don't worry about it God got somebody that's coming along the way but then when they realized that the boyfriends were there then the people end up backing up it wasn't because of us it was because of the people that God sent on our behalf somebody look at your neighbor and point to your neighbor tell your neighbor don't worry about your enemies God got a backup plan God got something that's showing up on your behalf you ain't got to worry about what's going to happen you going to have to be betrayed but God go get you through it all the way where are my people you've had to go through a betrayal season I mean a betrayal season that hit you so bad that you still trying to recover you still trying to figure out how that secret got released. And you done went down the line and you still ain't found Judas. But what you don't understand is because of what your assignment is, God has got to clear the way before he gets you where you need to be. Some of y'all, God is separating you from people because what he's shifting you to, somebody screamed, they can't go. Betrayal has to take place look at what jesus says look at who he's telling to go on and do it quickly judas when is he telling them when they're doing the last supper so in other words what jesus says is i understand my assignment i gotta die so god who are you gonna use to break me oh my god somebody look up real quick and say god who are you gonna use to break me Y'all don't even understand what you just asked God. In order for you to fulfill your assignment, God's going to make sure there's somebody in there that's going to betray you because you got to be broken because your prideful self can't go where you need to go. God, who are you going to use to betray me? He was at the Last Supper. 
he dipped his hand in the water with Jesus. And guess what the disciples never thought? None of them never saw Judas as the enemy. They went to church with Judas, y'all. They shouted and praised with Jesus, y'all, with Judas. Y'all, they gave their offering and their tithes to Judas. That means they were worshiping with the enemy. Stop trying to think everybody in church is a, a Peter, a James, and a John. There are some Judases among you. And when God reveals them to you, don't get mad at Jesus. Start saying, I tell you, thank you, because after revelation comes elevation. After you reveal stuff to me, if I trust you and finish my assignment, I'm getting ready to go to the next level. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you don't get to throw in the towel because you got enemies. You don't get to throw in the towel and abandon your assignment. I know mama wasn't there for you, but can I tell you, you still don't get to throw in the towel. I know you don't know who your daddy is, but guess what? You still don't get to throw in the towel. I know everybody done went the right, wrong way, and they broke your heart, but guess what? You still don't get to throw in the towel. Look at your neighbor and say, you still got an assignment to do. You don't get to clock out at five at three o'clock when your tour of duty ends at five o'clock because your manager made you mad. The devil is a whole lot. They can make me mad. I'll go outside and take a deep breath, but I'm coming in there to get my full paycheck. Oh my God. I want all my blessings. I want my whole check. You ain't gonna let me check out just because you don't like me. Y'all stop letting people minimize your blessings. Because they don't like you. They ain't going to take this. Why? You got an assignment. Some of y'all done gave up good jobs because people don't like you. Baby, you're going to have to roll me out because until God tell me to check out, you ain't got enough power. I got an assignment to do. Look at your neighbor and say, I ain't going that easy, honey. They going to have to push me out of there. I'm not walking out of there. I've got an assignment. God's already told me I'm going to have to be betrayed. I know I can't trust everybody. God, anybody that's trying to ride up on me and kill me, God revealed them to me. Somebody look up and tell God, say, God, reveal to me. I don't know about nobody else. Some of y'all, I don't want to know the devil is a whole lot. Somebody look up and say, God, reveal to me. Show me my Judases. Show me my who don't like me. Show me who don't like my kids. Show me who don't like my husband. Show me who don't like my wife. Show me who don't like my family members. God, you ain't got to hide nothing from me. Go ahead and show me so I don't have to waste time telling my secrets to them so they can get out. Jesus knew he was going to have to be betrayed. And he says, I still understand the assignment. Some of y'all can't finish your assignment because time things happen. You want to go and retreat the other way. But guess what? You will never get a bachelor's degree checking out because you don't like one professor. Three courses away. Tell me, yeah, I just stopped. Why? Yeah, it wasn't working for me. Yeah, I made too many C's. C's still make degrees. Y'all better stop letting people get you off track with your assignment just because you got to go through betrayal. Jesus says, uh, Judas, whatever you got to do, go on and do it quickly. He has says, I'm going to have to be betrayed. I'm going to have to be given over to men. And then look at what he says. Then Jesus says, and I'm going to have to die. They, they're going to have to kill me. 
What does kill mean? To cause to a death or put to an end? Wait a minute. So I got to be turned over to the enemy. But you're not going to stop there. Then you're going to let my enemy kill me? I don't know if I'm feeling this. But then Jesus says, in order for me to do and finish my assignment, I got to go through the whole process. I can't skip anything. That means I'm going to have to be killed. What does that mean? You've got to understand, it says put to an end. That means some of the things that you're doing, God says, I'm going to have to let some people take you out. I'm going to have to let some people shut you down in order for me to get you to stop doing what you're doing. Some people, God will let them go to prison just so they'll get away from the game. I got to let this happen in order to bring what you're doing to an end. Some of y'all, God will change your whole district and your whole zip code so he can get you away from the people that are coming against you. And so you can stop. Some of y'all right now, your last move also moved your friendship circle. God said I had to do that in order to get you from doing what it is you was doing to make you live a better life. Some of y'all, God done gave y'all a new crew because the other crew didn't recognize your marriage. God done gave you a whole new set of friends. Why? Because your other friends wanted to go here and wanted to go there. You can't go here and no go there while you married. You got to go home. Your single friends can hang out as much as they want to. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, baby, you got to go home. And God will change your circle just to make sure that to bring to an end what you was doing in the beginning. Can I tell you this? When it comes to your assignment, God never allows things to happen just to happen. They always happen for a reason, and the reason is always for your betterment. Sometimes God will allow you to get a sickness just so you can eat right. If you didn't have that sickness, you'd still be eating those collard greens. If you didn't have that sickness, you'd still be eating that whole plate of macaroni and cheese. If you didn't have that sickness, you'll still be drinking that tea with that pound of sugar inside of it. Your lifestyle has changed because God had to kill some stuff. And then he had to use the enemy to kill it because guess what? A friend can never bring an ending point to where you need to go. I need to say that again. A friend can never bring an ending point to where you need to go. Because a friend will never see that it's time to end. You can be broke and your friend will still say, you want to go out to dinner? You can be in a bad situation and your friend will say, you want to go um, blow a joint? It doesn't matter because when your friend is with you, your friend will never give you the instructions to bring something to an end that's breaking you. Because your friend wants to do whatever it's going to take to keep a smile on your face. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, my friends are killing me. Y'all look at your neighbor and say, my friends are killing me. My friends are killing me. But you've got to understand that when your assignment is your assignment, God will use your enemies to bring it to an end. How do I know that? Listen, on one occasion when Jesus got ready to die, and Jesus told the disciples, um, I'm going to have to die. And in three days, I'll rise again. Y'all remember what Peter told Jesus? Peter being Jesus, Peter said, uh-uh, you ain't finna die on my watch. I'm going to make sure you don't die. Why? Because he was his friend. Judah said, I'll do it. Can I tell you, in order for you to get to your next level, there has to be a breaking. And a friend can't do it, but an enemy can 
That's why you got to stop telling God, I'm mad at my enemies. You got to start telling God, thank you for my enemies. Some of y'all are better today because of what your enemies did yesterday. Some of y'all think better today because of what your enemies did last month. Some of y'all spend money better today because of how people use you on last week. You are better today because of what people did to you last year and two years ago. You didn't get better by yourself. You got better because God sent Judas. You got better because God sent an enemy. You got better because God revealed to you inside of your camp. They weren't pushing you. They was pulling you. I've got to be betrayed. I've got to be killed. But then look at what Jesus says at the end. Look at what he says at the end of Mark 9 and 31. He says, but then I will rise. What does rise mean? To move from a lower position to a higher one. What does rise mean? To come or to go up? Jesus says, I can never move from a lower position until I understand how betrayal and how it feels to be killed. Because guess what? If I am never betrayed, when God elevates me and God shows me all of these creatures and these enemies and these demonic forces around me, I'm not going to be able to handle the elevation. Why do you think um, um, David went through so much hell before he became a king? So once he became a king, the things that came David's way, it didn't bother him no more. David says, I done rocked in a cave. You think I'm going to get mad if I don't sleep in a king's bed? I'm okay with it. Some of you right now, it means nothing to you when you don't have enough food in your pantry. Why? Because you went through hell three years ago, and three years ago you learned how to make a, a, a meal out of anything that's in your cabinet. What you had, um, Sunday's Delight. What Sunday's Delight? Whatever's in the kitchen, we was delightful to have it, and we put it all together. How are my people that you done created some meals? Because guess what? Because of the hell that you went through, you had to move from a lower position. But when you went to a high position and money got low, somebody say, oh, I'm good. When you went from a lower position to a higher position and things got rough somebody say I'm good because guess what I learned through the hell I went through how to sustain myself to the level I'm on right now you gotta go through hell to learn how to deal with elevation when I went through a season of lack and God had to remind me I wasn't lacking I said but God I'm not used to this he said okay you ain't got the steak but there's some hot dogs in that freezer. I said, what I'm going to do with the hot dogs? He said, the same thing you did when you was in college and you ain't had no money. You know what you did with them hot dogs. You went and got a can of poking beans. You put the poking beans in the hot dogs. Put a little sugar in there. Add some hot sauce if you want to. Stir it up. You can bake it. You can fry it. You can cook it. And it end up doing just what you need to do. Because when I was low, I realized how to survive. When I got high and didn't have no... and elevation and exclamation you gotta deal with the low stuff first some of y'all will never go through elevation because you ain't learned how to die somebody point to this right here mm -hmm. you ain't learned how to die to this yet you talk too much you ain't been killed with this yet that's why you can't become a manager, because you don't know how to control this right here. 
God can't let you rise again because you ain't learned how to be killed with this right here. Everything that you think ain't got to be said. Somebody just look at your neighbor and say, that's right. That way they won't, they won't even know I'm talking about you. Everything that's inside of your spirit don't have to be released. When they got ready to kill Jesus and they said, are you the king of the kings? He says, I don't know, am I? I already told you once, I ain't got to keep repeating this. Some of you like drama, and you're trying to figure out, God, why I can't get to the next level? Because you ain't fulfilling your assignment. Your assignment is a drama-free assignment. But you keep bringing drama into the assignment. And when you bring drama into the assignment, guess what also comes with the assignment? Drama people. Y'all uninvited drama people into your non-drama assignment and you trying to figure out why you dealing with drama. Because drama attracts drama. Preach God. Drama attracts drama. So if you feel with some drama people, guess what? You done drew in some drama people from your drama. But your assignment was meant to be peaceful. And guess what peaceful people bring? Peaceful people. And when drama people come in the peaceful people room, guess what? The drama people can't stay. Because they sitting there saying, this all y'all doing? Yeah, I don't like this right here. I can't stay here. I'm going to have to check out. What they trying to tell you? They're telling you that you are way on your way inside of your assignment doing what God needs you to do. And they don't, want, they don't like that. Rise to move from a lower position. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, this season, I need you. Look at them real good. Say, I need you to come up. Look at your other neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm going to need you to come up. Because in this season, I ain't going down no more. In this season, I ain't stepping down to talk to you. I ain't stepping down to have no conversation with you. I ain't stepping down to deal with you. If I got to come off the level, come on. Well, my people, you done walked up too many dang steps to be trying to walk back down to deal with drama-filled people. How hard it took you to get where you are. How long it took you to get what you got right now. And you trying to deal with, I don't think so. That ain't filled with your assignment. You better start telling them I'm not coming down, not another time somebody scream I'm done with that somebody scream I'm done with that I'm gonna need you to come up a little higher he says then you're gonna rise look what the Bible says in Matthew 28 and 18 somebody say it's my season to come up somebody declare that in your spirit say it's my season to come up somebody declare that in your spirit and say it's my season to come up. I will fulfill my assignment. I will learn how to go through betrayal. I will learn how to be killed because it is my season to come up from one level to the next. Look what the Bible says in Matthew 28 and 18. Then Jesus came to them and then he said, all authority in heaven and, and on earth has been given to me. When was it given unto Jesus? After he rose. He didn't get all authority and all power to heal you for his assignment until after he rose. If Jesus would have died and never rose again, you still would not have eternal life. You have eternal life because Jesus rose from the dead. He had to fulfill his assignment. He had to be able to walk and hang on the cross and see people that he loved betray him because they stood at the cross. The same people that, he hurt, that hurt him, that he blessed, they stood at the cross and watched him die. 
Have you ever had to bless somebody and then watch somebody pretend like you ain't good people? Have you ever blessed somebody behind closed doors and then when it was open and you said if Johnny was there, he would have defended me. And they said Johnny was there. And if Sally was there, she would have took up for me. And they say Sally was there. Have you ever had people that knew who you were? And then they sat in the midst of a room with people and never defended your name, never defended your character, never even said a good word about you, but they knew who you were. Do you know what season that you were going through? You were going through your season of betrayal. Jesus hung on the cross, and everybody that he blessed, they didn't open their mouth. They didn't say, but wait a minute, Jesus healed me. Wait a minute, where was Jairus' daughter? Where was the people that Jesus hit? All at the cross. Dealing with betrayal. Amen. And then he had to look down and see disciples that he helped that didn't even show up. Amen. Have you ever had to bless somebody and when it was time for you to need a blessing, you still waiting on them to show up? Amen. They get, you gave them $50, but you text them and say, I'm going to need to hold five, and they ain't text you back yet. <laughs> you was dealing with a killing season. God was killing those people and those things that you had attached yourself to that you thought you could depend on. God has said, in this season, I need you to depend on me. So when you rise up, you will know exactly where I am. Look, Jesus says in Matthew 28 and 18, then came all authority in heaven has been given unto has been given into me. When was it given? After he rose. Jesus understood the assignment. But can I tell you the assignment was always to rise again? The assignment, he knew he had to be betrayed. He knew he had to be killed. But the assignment fulfilled was always to rise again. The power came in the resurrection. Can I get you to understand something? You're going to have to go through hell, but you know where your power comes? When you get back up. As long as you stay down because somebody done hurt you, as long as you stay down because somebody done broke you, that ain't where your power lays. That's where your pity lays. Some of y'all are having pity. I can't believe I was the best thing that happened to them. You may thought you was the best thing, but they weren't the best thing that happened to you. So God needed this situation to happen so you would see what was going on. Yeah, but listen, nobody loved them the way I loved them. God says, I know you love them too much, but that ain't where I wanted you to be. Everything that happens, happens for a reason. And God is saying, but your power ain't in your seat. Your power is in when you get back up. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to need you to get back up. I know 2021 broke you, but I'm going to need you to get back up. I know last season tore you up, but I'm going to need you to get back up. I know that divorce and that breakup broke you, I'm going to need you to get back up. Your power is in the get up. Your power is in the resurrection. Your power is when you rise above what you just went through. The assignment was always to rise again I know you started on food stamps that's okay but the power comes when you get off food stamps and you rise above what you're going through I know you don't had six recalls repos so what the power is when you go back and get number seven and you rise above it and you finally figure out how to keep it Stop trying to let people make you feel like your past is a dark past. Your past ain't a dark past. Your past is just that. It has passed. Come on in. 
hear Holy Ghost. You better tell them that's what it has passed right on by me. Yeah, but in your past, I know it passed right on by me. You used to be a drunkard, it passed right on by me. You used to be broke, it passed right on by me. You used to be a bruiser, I don't do that no more, it passed right on by me. You better stop making people think your past it broke you. Your past helped to build you. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm going to need you to get back up. I know you started a company three years ago and it didn't work, so what? Change the name, do a little different, change your logo and do it again. What's the problem? Somebody feel your post for a second. Yeah, I feel a beating. Yeah, you know what that means? That means I can rise again. That means I can rise above what I just went through. That means I can rise above what I'm going through right now. If you got a post, you can rise above it. If you got a post, you can do better. If you got a post, God can open another door. If you got a post, God can build your savings account. If you got a post, God can bring you clients that are overcover you. If you got a post, God can do stuff for you that you never thought he'd do. All God needs you to do is recognize you got a post. Somebody say, yep, I can rise above it because I got a post. Jesus could have said the betrayal and the killing was too much. I'm going to stay right on down here in hell. Some of y'all are sitting in hell and God sent you there to get your power. He didn't send you there with a chill. God didn't send you with a chill to a depressed place. God sent you with power to get the keys and snatch them and say, you no longer have the power. Oh, you won't hit me another time. That's why I love the movie that has to do with Tina Turner when she finally got in the back seat. Listen, Tina Turner said, I know I'm in hell, but I don't believe God sent me here to keep me in hell. I believe God wanted me to realize the power that's inside of me. I done been betrayed. I done been killed. And guess what? It's my season to rise up. Hit me if you want to, Ike, but I'm coming back. Go on and hit me man I got some heels on I'm gonna hit your eye you better realize that this is your season to fight back this is your season to rise up this is your season to get your power back somebody look at your neighbor just do them like this you ain't even gotta say nothing to them just do them like this get your power back get your voice back get your money back get your strings back get your energy back get your enthusiasm back get your will to live my life back get it back right now in the mighty name of Jesus, this is your season that somebody scream, get it back. You done cried long enough. You've been depressed long enough. You've been broken long enough. Put your heels up. Put your shoulders back. Even if you don't feel like it, put it back anyway. Somebody scream and tell your neighbor, it's my season. I'm rising up. I'm coming back. I'm getting everything that God blessed me with. I got to deal with hell. I'm going to deal with resurrection. I got to deal with betrayal. I'm going to deal with resurrection. I ain't taking one without the other. If I got to go through hell, then I'm going through resurrection too. His assignment was always to rise again. I remember when I started on a job making $40,000 a year. And I was in a broken season. And I'd never seen money that low before that was attached to my name. 
And I went through denial. I went through broke, broke. I went through hell. I went through betrayal. I went through a killing process. And then I realized after that comes resurrection. And so then I kept going to work saying, what else is open? What was I telling the devil? I ain't finna sit right here. This don't represent me. Look at your neighbor. Say, that don't represent you. That house don't represent you. That car don't represent you. Somebody look at your neighbor. Say, that bank account don't represent you. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, they pay salary. That don't represent you. And if it don't represent you, do something about it. If it don't represent you, then rise up and do what you need to do. How you going to go to work day after day? Would you tell your check? When you go to work day after day, and you never even look for nothing else, you know what you just told your check? I'm okay. I got a chair. I'm sitting here in hell. I'm okay with it. Because when you ain't okay with it, guess what? You rarely spend a week without looking on somebody's USA job, without looking at something. Because guess what? You're telling your paycheck, oh, this don't represent me. That's who I used to be. Oh, oh yeah, these clients that want to pay 25 yeah, they don't represent me. I'd rather have fewer clients than get, and get my full pay. Because that's what represents me. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's your season to rise up again. Jesus understood the assignment. And the assignment was always to rise again. It was never to stay and sit in hell. Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, are you sitting in hell? That's not where God assigned you. God would never assign you to a hell seat. Job's assignment was temporary in hell. And Job never lost his faith. His faith was always to rise up. And so after he went through all the hell and the betrayal and the killing, guess what God says? Job, now I'm getting ready to restore you double portion for everything that I took from you. With your assignment will come. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, with your assignment will come some betrayal seasons. Now your neighbor done rolled their eyes at you because they didn't want to hear that. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, with your assignment will come some killing seasons. There are some things inside of you that have got to die. Your pride has got to die. Your conversation, you talk too much, has got to die. That anger attached to you has got to die. That over-drinking, over-eating, you got to figure out how to line up and find a balance. Look at your neighbor and say, that, that's got to die. But also with your assignment will come a rise again season. Look at what the Bible says as we close out in Matthew 28 and 19. After Jesus accomplished his assignment, what was the assignment? He understood the assignment. I will always, I'll rise again because my power came in the rising. Look at what the Bible says in Matthew 28 and 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You know what Jesus does in Matthew 28 and 19? He turns around and he gives us an assignment. He proves to us he can finish his 
Then he turns around and gives us one. He says, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. Does anybody see this word nations? Guess what he didn't say? You get to pick and choose who you bring Jesus to. You don't get to pick and choose and not take Jesus to your enemy and then take Jesus to your friend. You don't get to be nice to African Americans and then don't be nice to Chinese. You don't get to do that. You've got to show Jesus everywhere you go. You don't get to be nice to the McDonald worker then cuss out the Burger King worker. You've got to show Jesus to everybody everywhere you go. You don't get to represent Jesus on a Sunday and then go somewhere and then misrepresent him on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Your assignment is to go thee and make disciples out of the nation, baptizing them and, and teaching them to obey everything. He turns around and he gives us an assignment. Somebody look up and tell God, declare this in your spirit. Resurrection power, Resurrection power. Is, my portion. is my portion. Come on, look up and tell God, Resurrection power, Resurrection power. Is, my portion. is my portion. What you just told God is I'm willing to finish my assignment because I know at the end I'll rise above all the hell that I have to go through. No matter what I go through. Somebody open your mouth and say, no matter what I go through, I can rise above this. I may have to cry sometimes. I may have to cuss. I may have to get listen. I may have to bring something back while God's working with me. But no matter what I go through, this is what I declare in my spirit. I have resurrection power. It is my portion. Why? Because 